0: Where I'm clicking the wrong.
1: Good evening. Today is Monday, September 18th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step is into action, step 10. And our speaker tonight is Nancy Z. Thank you, Nancy. Thanks, Liz. Hey, everyone. Hi. Um, my name is Nancy Z. I'm
0: recovered compulsive eater bulimic anorexic and I'm um, extremely grateful to be here tonight to talk about step 10. Um, thank you, Meredith, for asking and thanks everyone for your service. Um, wow, step 10. So when I um, when I think about step 10, wait a minute, I'm gonna stop there. I wanted five minutes to just quickly qualify and tell you why I'm here. Um, I have had food issues. I've been a food addict since. Um, childhood. um and uh, I also am a recovering alcoholic um, and I mentioned that because it was AA that brought me to OA. um I knew I had a problem with alcohol, but I I really I quit I quit drinking because when I drank, I lost control and I would eat and I would eat until I was sick. And so there was a part of me that thought if I quit drinking, I would have the benefit of um, my food straightening out and I wouldn't eat uncontrollably. I would be able to keep control of my food. Same thing with um, any drugs that I took. And so I actually entered Alcoholics Anonymous with the goal of just stop binging and to lose weight. Um, I was in AA for, um, I'm still practicing my binging. I I was a binger, then I would exercise, I would starve, I would... um, use laxatives to get rid of the food. That was how I did bulimia and in, in the beginning. And then, um, I, when I got into AA about six months into the program, I discovered throwing up as a way of, of getting rid of my food. And that became a constant for me for the next, um, I have known a lot of years, a lot of years purging through vomiting. Um, I, joined OA about a year after I got sober. So in 1983, something like that. And um, I was in OA for 20 years. I did not find recovery at that time. Um, I tried, I tried to get abstinent. I went through two treatment programs an inpatient treatment program, the first time for um, bulimia and um, the second time I went back because my anorexia and the anorexia kicked in and, um, I had not addressed that the first time around. So when I got out of treatment, the second time, um, I got what well, I always do, that. I got abstinent. Um, I craved food every day in my life. I ate my abstinent was, I didn't throw up, but I was crazy about obsessed about food. And, um, And that went on for several years. I left OA in around 2009, I think it was. Uh, And I went out and I started looking for a different answer because clearly OA was not working for me. And um, I I love to say this. I found a lot of answers out there. There are a lot of solutions to compulsive eating, um, but um, none of them worked for me. I would join a program. um, I would get clean with the food, abstinent. That would go along for a week. I thought I had it. I got it this time. And then boom, I would relapse and I could never get back on that program again. So I'd leave that program. I'd go to another one. And I went through um, about 10 years of looking and seeking for a solution for my eating problem. The whole time um, I would get short periods of abstinence and then I would relapse and I would um, my, my, my behavior was binging and throwing up. I would binge all day long, spend an uh, incredible amount of money on food, throw it up, eat more, throw it up, eat more till I was exhausted and fell in bed at night. Um, there was always a point where I, I, I knew I was done. And one t- one day I reached the point where I felt like I would never be done. I don't know if that makes sense, but it was like, I could not stop eating no matter how much pain I was in, no matter how much I had purged. Um, my purging got really violent to the point where I had broken blood vessels around my eyes. Um, I look at pictures now and I, I was puffy around the face and, um, you know, the signs were all there. Uh, I was a mess. My My digestion was a mess. I'm grateful today that I had the ability to digest food. Um, it's been a struggle and a lot of healing in that area, but um, but it has gotten a lot better. So anyway.
2: 15
1: minutes left.
0: Thank you. I came back into the rooms of, of Overeaters Eaters Anonymous in 2017, and I started going to um, meetings like this where I was hearing the solution. It took me uh, three years, not quite three years, I think, to finally, finally decide. No, I don't even think I decided. I was able to surrender and quit. And I had my last binge and purge on December 21st of uh, 2020. And the next day I called a fellow in this program and asked her to sponsor me. And she asked me two questions. Um, Are you willing? Um, Are you done? And are you willing to go to any lengths? And I said, without hesitation, whatever, not really even knowing what that meant. Um, yes, I'm done and I'm ready. And so she took me on a journey of these, ten, of these 12 steps. Um, I have been abstinent since that time and I am so grateful for that. Um, so where am I at today? Um, and where am I at with step 10? Well, I have to tell you that when I, I, I'd been in, in uh, this, the, you know, alcohol program for a lot of years and I had no clue what step 10 was. Um, I really hadn't worked a a step 10. I thought what it meant was I behaved badly and I, so I went and apologized for it. Um, I didn't do an inventory. I didn't do the process that I do today in the 10th step. Um, I'm going to refer back to the book because I think it is so vital to understand what the 10th step is or what step 10 is for me and for what it means to us in this program. So it says this thought brings us to step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. So right there, that tells me this is not a one and done. This program is a continuous process in my life, a daily process. And that my um, my job here is to um, is to continue to grow. It says I'm con- we can continue to grow in understanding and effectiveness. And when I think about that sentence, um, I think about understanding not just myself, which is important, but other people as well. I do a daily ten step. Uh, I have a ten step partner. I'm on a ten step train. And, you know, there was a time, and I have been on one pretty consistently for almost, well, when I got done with my steps, so not quite two years. Um, I've dropped off before because I didn't think I needed it. Oh, I'll do it with somebody else. If I need a 10-step, I need a 10-step every day. And I will tell you that there is always at least one thing in my day that I can do a 10-step on. And if I think there's not, I'm fooling myself. Um Some days are more in depth than others, but I, I always find, and of course, I also do gratitudes as part of my 10th step. That's important as well, but it says that I'm to grow in understanding and effectiveness. And that means understanding of myself and understanding of other people. And that's what the 10th step does to me, for me. It gets me out of me. It gets me thinking about the other person I wrote in my book, um, the goal of the tenth step is a change of perception, a turnaround to see the situation from an entirely different point of view. I pray to see it through God's eyes, not mine. And I can tell you that I've had some pretty big resentments resolved through doing the tenth step. And I've had to, there have been some that I've had to do multiple times on the same person or the same situation. Um, but each time I do it, I gain a little bit more understanding, and I get a little bit more effective in um, in handling that situation or responding to that person. Um, you know, just right now, the thought love and tolerance is our code came to my mind. That is what the 10th step does for me is it gets me into that love and tolerance of others um, and gets me out of me. Um, I love the promise of the 10th step And someone once said, once read this in a meeting, and I'm gonna read through it and said, this is what I, this was her definition of um, recovered. Uh, And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even food. For by that time, sanity will have returned. We will be, we will seldom be interested in, I'm supposed to read the real, the big book words, interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. I mean, is that not awesome? what a promise the problem has been removed it does not exist for us we are neither cocky nor are we afraid that is our experience that is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition and so to me that says that's what 10 step 10 is about is staying in fit spiritual condition um when i got abstinent and i admitted i was powerless and i needed a higher power and then i was told that i had to do this inventory to clear out all the gunk that blocked me from that higher power that blocked me from the sunlight of the spirit. And so I, fifth step, so I went through that fourth and fifth step again, and, or I went through it. And then, um, you know, in step six, I wrote out my ideals of, you know, of who I believe God wants me to be. And in eight and nine, I work through those amends. And I'm still working on some amends, uh, living amends and being different, showing up differently in the lives of others. Um, and then when I come to step 10, it's like, okay, I got to keep that channel clear, right? I am human. I am so freaking human um, on a daily basis. I get a resentment, I get fear, I get, um, I behave badly. And the 10 step allows me to take that, look at it turn it around, um, see it from a different perspective, surrender it to God and make amends if that's what I need to do in that situation. And then I'm free and clear to move on. And I've restored that connection with my higher power. I've I've opened up that channel. And um, that's the whole, that is the whole point of this is having that clear connection between me and my higher power. Because in step one, I said, I have no power. I can't do this. I cannot do this. And nobody else. I looked for people my entire life to fix me. And nobody else can do it for me. So it has to come from a higher power. And um so that's my work in step 10 is to not um to continue to keep that channel open and I have experienced that neutrality. I have experienced that um the problem being removed. Um and i'm not cured and that it says that we are not cured somewhere down here um anyway but anyway i don't remember where it says it but it, we are not cured but we are given a daily reprieve um and as long as i am working these steps and living in the design for living um the design of the program in steps 11 10 10 11 and 12 um that the problem will stay removed. Um, so let me see. I don't know how much time do I have left? Rich? Six and a half minutes. Oh my. Okay. I may end early. But I will tell you that a little bit about my 10-step process. Um, and I'll just share one that I had this morning. I um I I I I did a resentment today on a person that I've done multiple resentments on, uh, which ought to tell you something right there. Every time I do it, I do get a little bit more freedom from the resentment, a little bit more understanding of the person, um, and, and a little bit more turnaround. And as I mentioned before, there have been people that I've done multiple 10 steps with that I can honestly say today that I, they don't, they're not on my 10 step list anymore. They rarely show up. Um, and I feel, um, loving and tolerant and forgiving and whatever you know the situation may be but this particular one um showed up again and so i did a pretty thorough ten step on it today and really looked at my part in it and um and i say the there's a few prayers that i say when i do a ten step one is the sick man's prayers we've all heard that this person is spiritually sick um please help me to you know show him love and tolerance him or her um I've been also given other resentment prayers that I kind of interchange when I do my 10th step. But my goal is always to see that person or that situation from a different point of view, not from my self-centered myopic (laughs) point of view, but in a broader perspective and to try to understand um, the person a little bit better. Five minutes. Thank you, Rich. I can't do that on my own. That's why I have a ten step partner, and I had a great session with my ten step partner. I gave that ten step away. She gave me some really great feedback. Um, also, in the process of writing out that ten step, things come to me. You know, so I sit down. I I I just recently started using a spreadsheet for it, and I sit down and I start writing it out. And as I'm writing it out, I gain understanding. I get clarity. I see things from a different perspective. So by the time I'm done with that 10th step, I've had that turnaround and I'm able to pray for that person. And you know, it may crop up again, I don't know, but for today, right now I have freedom from that resentment and I can feel compassion and love towards that person. And appreciation, that's the other thing that that the 10th step has given me the ability to appreciate other people and to be grateful for what they're doing, um, even if I don't quite agree with it. Um, so I don't know, I'm not sure what more to say about step 10, except do it. <laughs> it's, it it is is life-changing. It is literally life-changing and it has been for me and it does bring peace and serenity um, into my life. Um, and so thank you. Thanks for being here and thanks for letting me share. And I'll
1: pass with that. Thank you so much, Nancy. That was wonderful. Um, We will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under Reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone. I will call the raised hands in order, and the Zoom host will ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? If the speaker has asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. I see Meredith you're already unmuted go right ahead
2: Everybody Meredith B in Nashville Tennessee recovered compulsive overeater That was really great Nancy um just concise to the point and I, I can just sense how um it's working in your life it's just you have a that vibe <laughs> um And it's good to be reminded that I'm fooling myself if I don't think think I have a 10-step every single day. Um, I was just doing one before the meeting, and it's so ridiculous. But there's always something there. There's always something to unearth um, and uncover. I like how you said... um, it's it's a turnaround it really is it's like a 180 from where i started and i usually think i have this i mean i know it's going to happen i'm going to you know ask myself these questions and i'm going to end up praying for this person and i it, i mean i feel so cynical but when i do it it just feels like a miracle every time somehow it's never, I don't know, it's just never what I think it's gonna be. Um I think it's like supernatural or something, but I just really, gosh, I love that shape. I love your share. And um you just have a a good like a like a piece about you, and that is attraction not promotion. So I'll pass. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Meredith. And Penny, you're up
3: now. Hi, everybody. I'm Penny Ann, compulsive overreader in the suburbs of Chicago. Thank you so much, Nancy. Um, Yes, it was your share was so clear. Um, I just too, you know, when I when I came on the meeting and I saw you, I thought, oh, I bet she's the one sharing tonight. (laughs) And I think it was just, you know, I could see that, that, that just that piece about you. Um, I loved a couple of things that you said that really, that I really connected with were, um, doing intense stuff gets me out of me. Um, and that is very, very true for me. Um, you know, I have found that, um, you know, uh, I eat because of a buildup of human emotion right and um, when I do tenth steps, uh, it's kind of one of my sayings that when I go to my home meetings is um, uh, it keeps me from, from getting stuck in my yuck and uh, and it just really really that's really what it does. Um, the other part that the other thing you said that I really connected with was um, pray to see it through God's eyes not mine. I really really like that, that that's um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that with me. Um, I know that, you know, this program is, needs to be worked every day. And this 10th step is such a, an important part of that. I, am um, I have not been on a 10th step train, but it's something that I am, uh, looking to do. I think it would be very helpful. Um, so I'd love to talk to you more about that. And, um, that's all I have. Thanks. Glad I'm here, everybody. Thank you so much, Penny and
1: Jackie H. You're... Turn to share.
3: Hmm. It's not working.
4: There we go, I'm unmuted. I'm Jackie Reap, Compulsive Over-Eater. Um, Nancy, so I have a question. I don't know if you shared it. So you said you have a spreadsheet. Um, do you also use a sheet like that goes mm-hmm. down you know, can you explain how you actually do it to get the turnaround? I know you said you pray. I'm missing the part where, you know, where I hear a lot of people talk about um, you know, don't don't be God, you're not the director, blah, blah, blah. What do you what do you actually like write or how do you get to that point of turnaround?
0: Um, thanks, Jackie. Good question. Um, I really when I go through and I look at Yes, I do have a like a one-page sheet that this has been like like transformational for me that has selfish, uh dishonest, self-seeking, and fearful. And then it has like examples of how that shows up. And that gives me that gives me something to look at and say, oh yeah, I'm playing God and they're not following my script. That one is always <laughs> every time on my inventory. I have a certain way of how I think things should be doggone it. And if you're not abiding by that, then, um, then that's, you know, then I'm upset about it. That's selfish. Who am I? Who do I think I am? You know? And so, um, so I go down through this list of how my selfishness shows up, how my dishonesty shows up, where, where the fear is at. And, um, how, how am I be, what are my motives? How am I being self-seeking? And just in that process, I see the futility of my way. Um that that it's it's just um it's just inwardly focused, selfish. So that's part of of seeing the truth about the situation, right? And then um the next step that I, I look at is uh who is it that God wants me to be? And that's really where the turnaround comes. Um I get the most the most benefit out of looking at where i'm being dishonest what is the story i'm telling myself um you know what uh, what what am i thinking about this person that i've created in my own head and then um that that really is start of the turnaround for me because i can see this is all going on in me and may not even be reality right and and then um and then when i do the last part where um You know, who does God want me to be? Then I get to step back and look at the principles of this program. Who is it that God wants me to be? I take that into prayer. um, And I almost without fail, um, I get some sort of guidance and direction in that. Whether sometimes it's really, really clear and loud. (laughs) And that's my higher power saying, this is a woman that I want you to be today. This is how I want you to treat people this is how I want you to behave in this situation. Um, Have you thought about this, that, or the other thing? And um, I don't know. And then by the time I'm done with that, it's like, um, yeah, I'm I'm looking at it totally different. I hope that answered your question and that that was helpful.
4: Can I ask another question? So you said you had a resentment today and so I don't know what your resentment is, but you wrote out your resentment. What was the turnaround like? I'm resentful at so and so for being whatever. What 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 was your start and stop, without going through?
0: So in this particular case, this person took some actions that I didn't like, and um, the turnaround came when I looked at. Um, hmm, you know that's a good question. When I looked at my beliefs right? And uh, about that situation. Why, when I look at, why did I react that way to his decisions? And when I could see that I could see where I was lacking humility. I was lacking team spirit. I was lacking. It was like all, all self-centered. And I think that's the turnaround is when I can see that I'm reacting from a point of self-centeredness and selfishness and, um, and the, and because of that, I'm reading into that person's actions, so I'm making meaning of it that is probably not true. And it's that's that is where I had to turn around in this particular case was I could step back and see, oh, this is what I'm telling myself about why that person did that, and I have no clue why they did it. Um, so I'm creating my own my own frustration and angst. Once I can see that, then it's easy to, it's easy for me to then let it go and to uh, step away and release that resentment.
4: Very helpful. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Jackie. Great questions. And thank you for those answers, Nancy. Uh, Maureen, you're up. Hi, everyone. Maureen, compulsive overeater in New Jersey. Thank you, Liz,
5: for uh, leading the meeting thank you everyone thank you so much nancy um i love the 10th step and i just love how you started uh with uh uh reading the promises and talking about the 10th step and it really is um you know the 10th step for me um actually th- that's kind of how i think of it you know with, with whatever my issue is it's like you know i i'm the ten step sort of neutralizes it, you know, because uh, the way I learned how to do the ten step um, is, you know, th- and the way that I understood it is also that, um, you know, I have these character defects, and and part of the reason, you know, they I clean house, but when I get to the ten step. Um, you know, what I'm seeing is these, my, my, usually my winner character defects or character defaults are usually, uh, you know, the same thing that's happening whenever I have a resentment or, or a fear or whatever it is. And, and the thing is, is, is I, you know, so I could really see how the fourth step was intertwined with my 10th step. And um, also I had a way of, I had and and if I did my tenth step, which means that I usually had to go back to the third and the fourth step, and sixth and seventh, you know, and do any restitution or, or whatever I needed to do, but um, and I can you know sometimes do that in five minutes, you know, basically. But for the most part, a lot of them would be uh, a little bit harder. But you know, this idea of neutralizing them and um, you know, because I never want those resentments or what's happening today to grow and where, where, you know, the rest of my program doesn't mean anything anymore. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to have to go back and clean up my side of the street, you know, from the beginning, again every time I do the steps, although I am cleaning part of it, but I just loved how you read that at the beginning. I think that was perfect way of doing that. And, uh, we had, um, I had originally met you at the Cornwell. Um, we actually were roommates at the Cornwell uh, retreat a couple of years ago. <laughs> so, you know, so that was, that was interesting to see us here later in the rooms, um, you know, still talking about these things and it's still growing. And um, the other thing is the, the my sponsor who had taught me um, a lot about the 10 step, uh, she had me do a sheet where I read i read things backwards you know and and to really see how they applied to me and that was key for me because it really kind of hold in on what i was doing and um it made you know it it had to make sense for me and that was that was the one thing instead of making things vague you know sometimes self-centeredness or whatever becomes like vague for me really have to mm-hmm. see it in light of what my thank you uh, what my character defects are
1: um so thank you Great, thank you, Maureen. Uh, Melissa, would you like to share?
6: Okay. I keep pushing it. It's good. <laughs> okay. I mean, maybe I'm not supposed to share. That's what I think is happening. <laughs> so I have my, my sponsor saying no, I'm supposed to. Okay. Anyway, I, I actually I'm super glad that this I made tonight's meeting and that it's step 10 because I just had something happen tonight when I walked in from work and PT and when I walked in my house. Uh, my partner was in the phone with a work call and it was very, uh, it was a lot going on, a lot of, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of feels and a lot of energy. And, uh, and I'm like a crazy empath. And I was like, okay, you're fine. Melissa. And then I went out on the, the dining, you know, the outside, whatever. And then I was like my kid's stuff. And, and I, I just felt like I I can't handle anything else. I can't handle anything else. And, What did I do? I took a walk, but I didn't think that this is a 10-step thing, (laughs) Just funny. I just made an outreach. I got an outreach. I worked with my sponsee, but I wasn't like, oh, I should walk that through a 10-step. But what I did notice when I was walking was someone's dog had gone to the bathroom on the street, and I was very quick to be like this person letting their dog poop on the street on the grass Who all these people and then I literally caught myself in the middle and I'm like okay first of all you're not the dog police okay I don't I'm not going around with the dog pooper police and number two I don't know what happened why these people left it there and it made me think of the one time that I left my bags at home and my dog pooped on the ground and I couldn't pick it up I had no bags and I was like, please let no one look at me. So here I am judging somebody, not even knowing their story. So once again, I'm not the dog police. I needed to go to a 10th quicker because uh, I I did all these other things. And I, I was asking higher power, but it really wasn't a, a good 10th. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of rambling, but that's that's what I had to say. So I
1: pass. Thank you, Melissa. Um, We will now stop the recording for the unrecorded questions or shares. And I will stop the recording.